you know, years ago on a Saturday morning, I'd be up watching cartoons at this point in time, but <laughs> I'm 35 years old and I'm recording a podcast now on a Saturday morning. <laughs> my, my, how things change. What's going on, everybody? This is James Reese, and this is the Cerebral Fit Podcast, which uh, it's been about a few weeks since I've last dropped an episode. Um, truth be told, I did actually record about three different episodes this week or at least three different versions of what was supposed to be this episode. And of course, my... Well, I don't want to say it's that OCD, because I think that term is very, very overused. But I think it's just that habit of... It's the abstract artist in me, in which I want everything to be perfect. And it's not. So, all those versions got scrapped, and here we are. So, hope everyone's having a good time. I'm actually just here at my house. Um, Once again, I guess the uh, COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus, is still running rampant across the country. And yet here I am, just chilling out of my house. Tara is asleep in the bed next to me. Just fed her a little bit ago, but she's still doing her thing. Charlotte the dog is outside. I got the window open. It's past few days here in West Texas has been very cold. Um, it was really hot earlier this week, and now it's really cold. So once again, the bipolar nature of this climate is rearing its ugly head right now. It probably, eh, well, I mean, if it's cold, it's keeping people inside a bit more. But I mean, I've actually been enjoying the sun, being out there, being outside, and when I'm running or working out or whatever it's um it just feels good on the skin i guess so i hope all of you are doing well um you know of course last time i talked this was the i guess the beginning stages of what was you know going across the country with the state the orders of stay at home shelter in place uh so forth and now here in lubbock texas we're at the stay at home order which isn't necessarily the um it's, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily ordering people to quarantine at the house, but it's always like a suggestion. And this is the way I view these things is it's more of a suggestion than a actual, like, no, stay at home or we'll, you know, arrest you or fine you. And some places across the country are starting to resort to that, which, um, considering the amount of cases here in Lubbock, I think it, it should get to that at that point. However, in my opinion, as a citizen of Lubbock, Texas, I think the, the Texas government, for the most part, and has been pretty lackadaisical in just addressing this um, as a whole. It's not the best thing that they've been doing. Um, there's just too many spots that are popping up, I and mean, of course, like everywhere else, but I just feel the reaction has been more bureaucratic and political more than anything else, and at times you, you really need, especially these times, you need to put that aside. And think about the bigger picture of just human lives, but I really don't want to get into that because this it's too easy to get into that trap of, you know, the blame game of, you know, politics and politicians and all the stuff that goes along with it. So needless to say, I'm not happy with the response, but, you know, that, that's it's relative, I guess, from my perspective. So nevertheless, moving on, um, it was an interesting week. Uh, for yours truly, I went back home to Hobbs and helped out my family over there. Um, 
the term essential employee has now become commonplace these days. I know for me, it was very much a, um, especially during the government shutdown, we, we got really familiar with that term. Um, and so, <laughs> um, now everyone's familiar with that term, essential employee, essential employee. And so, you know, if you're in the food service industry, if you're uh, obviously in the medical field, um, there's a lot of people out there who are deemed essential employees. I mean, I'm looking at Burger King right now. I'm sure that they've been deemed essential in feeding the public, which they are. Um, so kudos to them. Uh, kudos to a, a lot of the, you know, well, once again, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to join the choir on this, but, you know, to all the grocery delivery, you know, grocery st- stockers, people who are in that field, you know, wow. You know, it's, it's. I bet they never imagined this, and here they are, you know, just dealing with this on a, on a very unique level. So I was actually talking to a friend of mine, uh, Amber Langford, who works for National Grocers over in, I believe, Longview, Texas. Sorry if I got that wrong, Amber. Shout out to Amber, but um, that was, uh, she was telling me they were getting a raise, which is good, but only by, two, you know, a few dollars here to their normal wages, which is good, it's better than nothing, but. I mean, I think during these times, you know, some hazard pay wouldn't be such a bad idea. You know, the same thing with, like, favorite drivers or DoorDash or Uber Eats. I mean, there's a lot of... This is the time for businesses to really... I mean, obviously, they're going to have to restructure their business model now. If it's temporarily or permanently, we'll find out. But this is something that I feel that they need to be paid a lot more. A lot more. And... In some cases they will be, in some cases they won't. Um, I really liked the approach that Costco has done, I think, in terms of what inside their stores, in my opinion, to control and just mitigate people. Um, I think it's very well done. They've been doing it for more so than any other businesses. Now everyone else is playing catch up, but here you go. And so that was something, um, going back, I kind of digressed there for a moment, but uh, the essential employee thing, I honestly probably could have just stayed at home this entire time, done nothing, but if you know me, <laughs> it's not exactly, um, you know, it, it's when your family's out in Hobson Mets go handing out meals to poor kids and to the public, you know, it's just, it's not you can't just sit in the sidelines. There's no, there's, there was no pressure on their end to come and help. It, it just, it, it, you know, you know me. And so I went over there and did that. And to be quite honest, it was very much, it was very emotionally draining to be in that position and just seeing it um, really, from a mental perspective, really messed with me. And those, um, was it Monday and Tuesday to be specific were really rough days for me. Um, probably the roughest two days I've had since this whole pandemic has started from a mental perspective. Um, you know, I was just, there was a lot of things that I was seeing that just weren't, man, it just made me like my skin crawl. And then there were things that just inspired me. So when you having these, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> these waves of emotions going through you, your, your chest gets tight, your, your head hurts, you know, you physically start breaking down and that's what was happening. And I just was, uh, it just was not a good two days. And then, and then we were out there 
was it? Yeah, actually, it was um, Tuesday. And I just flipped a switch. I just, just like that, I just snapped, and then suddenly I just remembered what it was all about. And that helped me out a lot. And, of course, being with your family, that was something that my family, we, once again, they don't have that choice either. Um, uh, yeah, once again, I don't think that even if they were told, hey, you can shut down, I don't think they would have. Um, you know, they know the importance of going out and feeding the community. Um, you know, I was raised in the school bus industry. I was, you know, indirectly raised in the education system. Um, being around all these different teachers and different members of the school, you know, school system. And you grow a respect for them, all of them. Um, down to the just, you know, the, the maintenance crew, the cafeteria workers, and the principals, the teachers, so forth, everybody. You, you get really familiar with them and what they do and what how important their position is. And so now with the students gone, you're really seeing what they can't do. And it's, it was very inspiring, very inspiring. And, you know, not every school district is doing this across the country, but a good majority are, so kudos to them for doing that. You know, I came back to Lubbock on Wednesday afternoon and to, I guess, reload, as I put it, to mentally kind of get my bearings back, kind of figure out some things on Lubbock's end, because it's, um, you got to get in spot, you know, you got to, you got to get away from the noise a little bit. So, you know, like me going to Hobbs is getting away from the Lubbock noise and me going, coming back to Lubbock is to get away from the Hobbs noise, but. Um, fortunately, Hobbs hasn't been hit hard. Uh, I can't say the same for Lubbock. Lubbock has got over 100 cases right now fairly quickly, um, which my prediction is by the, uh, let's see, it's April 4th. I think probably by the 10th we'll have over 200, which, you know, isn't good. But, you know, it's just, that's what it's turned into a game. At least that's how I'm looking at it, just to keep my sanity in check, is just look at it as a game. Some sort of game of, you know, avoiding this virus, um, trying to help others avoid it, doing your best to keep people fed. And, I mean, growing up, we always talked about those apocalyptic scenarios, especially the one of the popular one, the zombie outbreak one. And I mean, I'll definitely take this one over a zombie outbreak, but... Sometimes I ask myself, do I really want a zombie outbreak <laughs> or this? And it's you know, a stupid, silly question, but, you know, you, you, I guess you see certain segments of society starting to break down. I think this has been the week where I've noticed on social media, just kind of, he's dropping on people to see people were kind of cracking, cracking in, in the sense of just, they're not behaving like they normally do, uh, at least publicly. And so now it's like okay screw it <laughs> i'm gonna show the world how silly i am or how stupid i am or whatever and you're gonna see a lot of people's like true selves come out and we all have multiple selves to ourselves sides whatever you want to call it i'm not talking about personalities i'm just talking uh, sides you know i know i do i've talked about this myself but um 
we're all just gonna really get to know each other very well very well during this whole thing and that was something that a week ago I was really starting to get reminded of is when I lived up in Seattle and basically self-isolated myself from society in a way you know I didn't have very many friends from August of 2013 till you know December January of 2014 I only went out with friends one time um was a Halloween uh, we went to downtown Seattle for Halloween and that was it other than that I just kept to myself I basically did what kind of what we're doing now is I work out outside stay in the house uh go to work because I was an essential worker <laughs> and that was it that was the majority of my life I'd pick and choose where I would go I'd out to eat maybe two three times a week of that drive through mainly and that was my life and it was very isolated but it was needed. It's what I chose to do. I, was, I wasn't ordered by the government or at the time there wasn't a killer virus going around. But that was something that I did. And of course, turning the corner on that was not exactly, and adjusting to that was not exactly the easiest thing. Um, I had my days, like us, like us all. But um, come to be known, it was known as the Seattle freeze of what I was doing. Um, my introverted side really just really shining in those moments and just being able to go out in public but still not be social with everybody and that was something that like was very common up there for me is like on the days as I like to call them the days when it was like the ending of Mortal Kombat 1 where everyone's playing and there's the sun shining and kites are everywhere it, it when the sun is, is is out over in the Pacific Northwest especially after a few weeks or a week or two of just overcast and drizzle you know it's it really is something to see just everyone come out and really soak it in soak in the sun and here in west texas and southeastern new mexico we really take that for granted but up there you know it was just seeing that how people reacted to it i mean they were all out there having fun taking pictures but they were also separated from each other so that was the the more introverted side of it and i guess right now i do i do miss um seattle i think um of course being in a metropolitan area, a large one at that, was is not ideal. Sorry, that's my cup of coffee. Mild, lukewarm cup of coffee. But um, that's not the ideal spot I'd be in right now. Uh, so, you know, shout out to all my friends and family who are still up there uh, doing, taking care of business. But I know that they've done a good job in social distancing, and they're just adapting to it even more so, restricting, tightening everything up, which most places need to be doing, looking at you, Dallas. Houston, that type of thing, uh, Austin especially, but um, it was being up there that I feel really kind of helped get me prepared, you know, full circle for something like this, and being able to sit, you know, sit in my room and do something like this, or just be at the house for a good portion of my day and not lose my mind, because I still go outside. I go exercise like the gyms are now closed but well <laughs> there's still some that are operating they just don't uh, <laughs> oops but uh, not here in Lubbock that I know of that I know of but um can't say the same for back home in New Mexico but uh, uh I know a lot of people in the fitness community and just well workout enthusiasts in general are like no I can't my my gym I need it well, that's something after a few days I got a little annoyed with, and then 
I just was like, man, these people really, and, and, and if you're hearing this, as someone who is a fitness professional, um, I'm telling you right now, you don't need a gym to keep in shape. You really don't. Is it nice to have machines and TVs and ACs, and especially when there's inclement weather outside? Yeah, that's cool. But ultimately, you don't need all that if you're trying to stay in shape. It's called bodyweight exercises. It's called jogging. That's what I did in Seattle because I couldn't afford 24-hour fitness, Gold's Gym, LA Fitness, and the list goes on. They were incredibly expensive. Um, what I did was basically go around to two, three different gyms and get like a week pass. So one week here, one week there. That was when I first started though. And then I realized, I was like, man, can't keep this up. You know, just go to different gyms. They got systems and whatnot. But that's when my running became very much just not just me trying to stay in shape but uh very therapeutic very much from a mental perspective just sharpening that aspect up and I mean it it just you know and and going up there I wasn't a runner I was a gym rat I I just I was thick and you know uh, cardio you know I just do elliptical for once a week no I, I didn't have that option so it's it's it I discovered just how much I loved running and still do um of course I'm not running you know 15 miles a day 6 miles a day like I was over there but I still love to run however you know going back to here in Lubbock and the current circumstances I just I I've been communicating with a lot of people who for lack of a better term don't understand or they just they can't get used to it I'm just encouraging them you got to get used to it um, in the long run, you're going to be better off for it. You know, training outside, walking outside, going for a walk, walking your dog, hanging out with your kids if you have kids. I mean, go outside if you can. I mean, practice your social distancing. I'm not saying go to a park and then lick, you know, lick the damn sidewalk, lick everything you can, touch everything and then touch your face. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is go out to a park, enjoy the sun, get, you know, get that, take advantage of it. But don't go around and high-fiving everyone and just, you know, manage that. This this virus is still a very fluid situation. The data keeps coming in of how it spreads. And me personally, I think it, you know, this is my opinion, but I think it's a lot far more transferable than we think. Um, you know, there's a part of me that, and I hate having that conspiracy side of me that thinks that maybe we're all infected with it. <laughs> kind of like the Walking Dead theory. I keep referring back to that show, but um, in the in the season, I think one or two, I think it's two, but it's revealed that they're all infected with it. Hell, maybe we are. It's just one of those things that just, we just need that trigger, and then bam, you got it. But of course, with something like that, you have to prove it. I can't prove it now, but, you know, I don't want to go off on some conspiracy theory tangent, but you never know. That's something, um, you know, I think I've been digressing a lot on this one, (laughs) but, um, if you're in a spot in the country, wherever you're at in the world and you have the chance to go outside and enjoy it, do it. Can't recommend it enough. It's good for the soul. You don't want to be cooped up. I've seen some people take it to the extremes that they don't leave their house, period. Now, if you got the chance, you know, we're not, especially here in the States, here in West Texas, we have the chance to go into a backyard, do it, go outside, go for a walk. Just don't be logical about it. Be smart about it. Respect the virus. Um, Respect what it can do. But don't be in bondage by it.
so you know here we are it's been a good few days here a lot of just hanging out with the dogs uh roommate playing some video games um that's another thing to just just rediscover and actually just before i recorded this i was writing and that's another thing that's gone up writing and reading and just doing investing time wisely you know pockets of it here and there um i'm starting to notice from other aspects of my life that they're adjusting to this accordingly and so uh, online training has been very much uh, on the to-do list. I have been doing it for the past few weeks. Once Lubbock got its first case, I suspended my training immediately because um, I just, you know, I, I'm not, <laughs> not going to play this game. I got to go to the drawing board and figure things out, and so that's what I've done. But um, needless to say, um, there's a few other things that have come up that from a training perspective, that are going to be good and challenge me as a trainer. Um, and what do you mean by challenge in, in a real positive way? Just growing as a trainer and doing some stuff. So tune in for uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but oof. keep looking outside, hoping that this overcast goes away. Of course, tomorrow will probably be like 90 degrees and then we'll be in a blizzard next week. That's less Texas weather for you, so uh, nonetheless. But uh, but yeah, um, I think I'm gonna call it or put a start to put a bow in this episode right now. But yeah, this was just the week, and just I think for a lot of us out there, where we were mentally just starting to be, I guess, adjust to it. Though you know, a few weeks ago when all this started happening, it was the shock value. Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, it'll go away. It'll be only for like two weeks. No, it's not. In the past few weeks, especially this one, have been the the settling in factor, conditioning to it, and turning that rough corner. We all have to turn that corner, and, you know, hopefully we'll learn from it, adapt to it, and be better for it. Um, Of course, that's not going to happen to everybody, but but I'd like to think that this is something, another situation that I'll evolve in, adapt to, and be better for it, hopefully, you know, as I try to avoid getting infected myself, my loved ones infected, which, you know, I'm taking the proper precautions, there's so many DIY ways of making masks, if you got a mask, and folks, I'm I'm wearing a mask in public, there's no shame in that, um, I'm wearing one, I'm protecting myself, it's better than nothing, I, I've, there's still people out on social media, oh, this is stupid, oh, look at you, look at you, it doesn't even work, you know, no, wear a damn mask, Wear a damn mask, get used to it. It's going to be a part of the new norm for some time. So get used to it. Um, and don't be a jackass and just try to debunk everything you see. You know, because you're just being a jackass, not a not a, a contributor to society. So, but, um, you know, that's try to stay in the positive. Easier said than done. I know. I know. You get so wrapped up into the negativity of what's going on in your own world and in the negativity outside your world and just really can drive you crazy. And, you know, I, I had some really dark moments this week just from a mental perspective, but you, we all have those hills, we all have those valleys, and we have those mountains that just our mind goes through. And, I mean, the easiest thing right now is to, is to say that we'll get through this, we're in this together, which we are. But it, it's it's... <laughs> it's definitely not the most uh, it's 
not the most it's, it's not the most smooth surface it's not the most smooth path but then again what is right so anyways um i think that's it for me i think i'm gonna just relax a bit more in the room listen i do, I do a lot of npr listening now it's become my routine um i feel that they're the, in my opinion the best uh, news source going right now they're they're they leave a lot of the fluff out a lot of the opinionated crap you're going to see on Fox News, CNN, NBC, they're just straight to the facts and just really human stories. And I just enjoy reading those, uh, npr.org, if you're interested, but and they're not a sponsor of this, by the way. If they are, if they want to be, you know, DM me. But, um, God, my voice got all deep all of a sudden there. <laughs> But nevertheless, uh, speaking of which, I probably have to do a little sponsorship. I got a little, you hear ad before this or after this. Um, it's just a nice way to get some extra little change. And actually, if you hear that ad, it's like one cent. I get one cent for that. <laughs> I shit you not. One cent for hearing that ad. So that's that's how uh, Anchor, the platform that this is on, works, which is good. So, I mean, I would appreciate it. You can listen through the little pre-recorded thing I did a few years back, which sounded pretty good. But, uh. Nonetheless, I wouldn't mind getting another sponsor, so. But anyways, um, I guess lasting thoughts. Um, shout out to everyone out there, the essential workers that are still working. Um, stay smart, stay logical, avoid this virus. Uh, wear a mask, keep your hands clean, quit touching your face. It's easier said than done on the face part, believe me. But, um, you know, just take the proper precautions and keeping yourself safe, keeping others safe, you know, coughing your shoulder, your elbow, whatever. If you're sick, stay at your house. I know allergies right now are kicking everyone's butts. And so, you know, we get the slightest little, 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 little itch in our throat. And it's like, oh, my God, we're going to die. No, it's just just keep it cool. Now, um, it's something like shortness of breath, followed by a few other things. OK. Still keep it cool then. But. You know, just shout out to all the essential workers driving out there, especially delivery drivers. It's, uh, I guess a former favorite runner. I understand the, it's it's you know, it's a jungle out there. But please keep, um, please keep doing what you're doing. Stay safe. Um, and people, if you're out there, have respect for these people. Don't don't be a jerk. Do not be a jerk. Do not lose your patience. Do not. These are diff difficult times different circumstances and leave the bullshit at the house i really mean that don't just don't be a tool to these workers to 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 any of us do to each other flat out just huh, just 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 be cool <laughs> don't be a tool so but nonetheless uh thanks for everyone for listening to this episode and the last episode um this one worked out a lot better than the uh, other versions i recorded of this i'm in the comfort of my own home I did actually one version where I was driving and then one version at the park. Of course, uh, the one at the park, I was on my phone. That got interrupted by a by a robocall, so that went well. I was real angry about that one. But um, nevertheless, uh, I really enjoyed doing this. This is very therapeutic for me. I know I'm just, it sounds like I'm, you know, I'm basically talking to myself, but these are different times, and... Considering how a year ago I was talking about much different things in a very, very different world. Now, I feel these podcast episodes, specifically this one and the last one, are going to be very, looking back on it, insightful. And so, 
I encourage you to do the same thing, whether it be a podcast or writing. These are very different times and you want to record these because you never know who's going to, you know, listen to it and how beneficial it could be for the future. So anyways, uh, my name is James Reese. This is the Cerebral Fit Podcast uh, for Tara the dog who's asleep on my bed right now. We bid you adieu and I will see y'all down the road. Adios.